This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Cristina Mateescu with the news. First, the headlines. The funeral of Queen Elizabeth II is taking place today, with Romania being represented by President Klaus Johannes and Her Majesty Margareta, the custodian of the Crown of Romania. The ruling coalition is discussing further measures to counteract the effects of the energy crisis. And the Special Parliamentary Committee for the Justice Laws will give a final vote on the bill on the organization and running of the Superior Council of Magistracy. The funeral of Queen Elizabeth II is taking place today in London. Around 2,000 persons were invited to attend the ceremonies, including 500 foreign heads of state and government and dignitaries, such as the monarchs of Belgium, the Netherlands and Spain, Emperor Naruhito of Japan, the presidents of the United States and France, Joe Biden and Emmanuel Macron, and the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. Romania's President Klaus Johannes and Her Majesty Margareta, the custodian of the Crown of Romania, and Prince Consort Radu, as well as Princess Elena, are also attending. In the last few days, thousands of people have waited in long queues to say farewell to the Queen. The Queen's coffin is taken to Westminster Abbey for a service, which includes a reading from British Prime Minister Liz Truss. Details of the service, including the hymns, were chosen by the Queen herself. The coffin will then be taken in a procession towards the Wellington Arch, with Big Ben set to ring once a minute. No planes will fly over London. The Queen will be buried at Windsor Castle next to her husband, Prince Philip. The ruling coalition in Romania is today holding a new meeting during which it may decide to maintain the cap of 50 bani per one litre of fuel beyond the end of the month. The authorities are preparing measures to save energy in the context of a drop in deliveries of natural gas from Russia and efforts to reduce energy dependence. Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă said the government is considering a program to encourage the replacement of light bulbs with more efficient ones. Each ministry will also be required to present a plan of measures to reduce energy waste. Meanwhile, Romania has reached the minimum 80% gas storage level required by the European Union. Across the Union, this level is 84%. In another move, the National Institute for Statistics said Romania imported over 1.3 million tonnes of oil equivalent in the first seven months of the year, accounting for 17% less than in the same period last year. 
A special parliamentary committee for the justice laws is today giving a final vote on a bill regulating the functioning and running of the Superior Council of Magistracy. During the debates on the articles of the bill, which were rushed through in a marathon two-day meeting, only a few of the almost 600 amendments proposed were adopted. The opposition says the new legislation makes the judiciary vulnerable to political influence and asks for the bills not to be passed until an opinion is received from the Venice Commission, which the Save Romania Union has requested. Justice Minister Catalin Predoiu says the legislation was drafted taking into account the opinion of the Venice Commission. The Bill on Judicial Organization is the next from the package of justice laws to be debated by the Special Parliamentary Committee. The last final of the Georgianescu International Competition came to an end in Bucharest. Alexandra Segal from Israel won the first place in the piano competition. The young Benjamin Kruithoff from Luxembourg won the cello competition and Romania's Maria Marica won the violin competition. The winners of the composition section were South Korea's Shin Kim for symphonic music and Italy's Leonardo Marino for chamber music. The UNESCO competition was held this year under the motto The Music of Hope and marked their return to concert halls after events were held either fully or partly online for two years. The weather is very cold in Romania for this time of the year, especially in the west, north and centre. Snow was also reported at altitudes of over 1,600 metres. The highs of the day are between 10 and 25 degrees Celsius, with 19 in Bucharest at noon. Following Sunday's strong winds in Romania, the country's electricity demand was largely covered by wind power, according to a social media post by the National Energy System. Over 40% of the country's energy production was generated by wind, 20% by nuclear sources and 13% by hydropower. And that was the news. Romania rejects the allegations of the president of Belarus, Alexandro Lukashenko, who has turned his country into a satellite of Russia. I'm Mihaila Ignatescu with more in this report by Bogdan Matei. The Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs replied promptly to the statements made by the Belarusian president Alexander Lukashenko according to which the United States is pushing Europe into a military confrontation with Russia on the territory of Ukraine, and other states, including Romania, are directly involved. The Romanian side firmly rejects such inadmissible statements, which feed the rhetoric based on the call to force and the threat of force in international relations, the Romanian Ministry of Foreign Affairs says. Bucharest recalls the international role and responsibility of Belarus as an accomplice of Russia in supporting the war of aggression against Ukraine. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs emphasizes that Romania is a member state of NATO, the strongest alliance in history, and benefits to the highest degree from all the security guarantees arising from this status. In power since 1994, Lukashenko is frequently described as the last dictator in Europe. The opposition in Belarus fears that the president could cede part of the national sovereignty to Moscow. 
in exchange for the protection that Russia provides. Relations have strengthened after Moscow unconditionally supported the Belarusian leader, subject to vehement opposition at home, following his re-election in 2020, most likely rigged. Moreover, bilateral cooperation is considered a way out of the grip of the sanctions imposed by the West on both countries. If Lukashenko's allegations no longer surprise anyone and are of interest to very few, in Romania, the statements made in the public space by the former Foreign Affairs Minister, Professor Andrei Marga, regarding the war in Ukraine are bewildering. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs considers them unacceptable and in flagrant contradiction with Romania's official position towards Russia's illegal, unjustified and unprovoked aggression against Ukraine, as well as with the fundamental principles of international law. A controversial character, a promoter of Western values in the high positions he held, but later proven to have been an informant of the communist political police, the Securitate, Marga has stated that Ukraine lies within unnatural borders and it must cede territories to Russia, Hungary, Poland and Romania. His point of view is shared by wider and not necessarily nationalist circles, which consider that Ukraine inherited, without fault but also without scruples, Eastern Romanian territories, annexed in 1940 following an ultimatum by the Stalinist Soviet Union. The Romanian public opinion, however, makes a clear distinction between historical traumas and geopolitical frustrations, on the one hand, and the humanitarian crisis in Ukraine, on the other. Over 2.3 million Ukrainians, especially women and children, chose to flee through Romania from the path of the invading Russian army. More than 4,300 have applied for and received asylum and benefit from all the rights provided by the Romanian national legislation. About 70,000 others have residence permits for temporary protection. A moment of silence was held in Viscri, the heart of Transylvania, where people paid homage to the former Queen Elizabeth II. This is Daniel Bills, the microphone, with a report by Corina Krista. We find ourselves in the candlelight in a village in the heart of Transylvania, reflecting to the life of Queen Elizabeth II. British ambassador to Romania Andrew Noble said on Sunday night at the Blue House in Viscri, belonging to the former Prince of Wales. The Queen was a global presence for 70 years. Even though the Queen has never visited Romania, I can tell you that the Queen was very familiar with what was happening in our country during these 32 years of freedom. I talked to the Queen about Romania and it meant a lot to her, not least because it was an important place to King Charles, His Excellency Andrew Noble said. This simple house in Viscri is a small token of the connection between the British and Romanian royal families, as well as between our peoples and countries. It will play an important role in the future as well, to remind us of what unites us. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a particularly sad moment for the people of the United Kingdom, for the people of the countries where the Queen was also head of state, the Commonwealth countries and the other countries where we didn't expect it to have this huge impact. 
We think of the service she did for all of us, about the debt she felt towards us, the common people, the ordinary people, and I don't think this memory will fade quickly, especially in this garden, in this house we will feel the presence of Queen Elizabeth II, and especially the presence of King Charles III, Ambassador Noble also says. Since his first visit to Transylvania in 1997, Prince Charles, now King of the United Kingdom, has every year visited this region abounding in medieval buildings. In late 20th century, the descendants of the Saxon settlers brought here in the 12th century by the Hungarian kings to put an end to the Mongol and Turkish invasions, migrated in large numbers to Germany, leaving behind hundreds of fortified churches and medieval houses. The former Prince Charles has contributed to the preservation of these buildings, at the same time getting involved in the preservation and documentation of the wildlife in Transylvania, which is unique in Europe. By means of his own foundation and through cooperation with other organisations, hundreds of craftsmen have been trained to keep the traditional trades in this area alive. The present monarch has also launched a series of initiatives to support the local farmers and animal breeders in the area, as well as the orphan children in various areas of Romania. The connection between the two royal families of Romania and Britain is a special one. The grandmother of Queen Marie of Romania was Queen Victoria of Britain. Mihai I, the former King of Romania, who died in 2017, was third cousin to Queen Elizabeth II and also cousin to Prince Consort Philip. And that's all from Radio Newsreel on Radio Romania International. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. Listen to DJ Project featuring Anna Banichu and their song My Love.
The History Show. Welcome to The History Show. I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Utopian thinking is something that human beings typically do, and people have always sought to be both in the world and outside. People believe that society is good, but at the same time they believe it's bad, that it can bring unhappiness. Therefore, an enclosed space to protect the individual from the evils of the outside world, to protect themselves and their loved ones, has often been imagined by writers, philosophers, social thinkers and even regular people in less sophisticated ways. In Romanian culture, one such space is the island of Adakale. With an existence recent enough to be documented through oral history and the history palpable through written sources, Adakale was no utopia. It became one after it disappeared into the waters of the Danube in 1970, after the Iron Gates 1 hydroelectric plant was put into operation. An extremely ambitious joint project of Romania and Yugoslavia, the Iron Gates plant required not only great financial efforts, but it also affected human habitat. Anakale was located between two worlds and two countries, on the border between the Ottoman Empire and the Austrian one. It was a customs point, and the two empires were fighting over controlling it. A fortress was built on the island, which also gave it its name, Adakale, which means the fortress on the island. Today it's a lost legend to most people, but also a lost paradise if we let our imagination run wild. However, the island has survivors, one of them being Turhan Semsi, the president of the Bucharest branch of the Turkish Democratic Union in Romania from whom we learned who lived on the island in the middle of the Great River. Just like any story begins, once upon a time there was Adakale. 
Indeed, it was an island downstream Orshova and upstream the Iron Gate, somewhere in the middle where the dam is today. It was a small community where we lived well together with all the other ethnic groups on the island. Most of the inhabitants were Turks. I have memories of my childhood, the life back then, with our customs, with our hardships, but also with our joys, especially in summertime when visitors would come to the island. Pervin Halimoglu lives in Istanbul, but she was born and lived in the paradise of Adakale. The persistence of her childhood memories is doubled by nostalgia for a wonderful place, as described by those who have been there and by the illustrations that still exist. It's difficult to speak of Adakale, one that hasn't seen or tasted something, doesn't know how that really is. We were born and lived there. I was 18 when I left the island. When I dream, I still dream of myself being there, nowhere else. I had a very beautiful childhood there, one that very few people have the chance of having, I think. Turhan Semsi's memories become even more realistic when the mystery appears, because any utopian place must also be mysterious. When I was a child, a fourth grader, together with two friends, we would always seek to go there where our parents had told us not to, the taboo places. Obviously, we did the opposite, they told us. There was a cross-shaped fortification on the island where the trenches were, with an underground access way. The fortification was deep below as it was tall. So we entered a gallery carrying torches and candles, and we discovered access to four tunnels. Two of them crossed the Danube, one leading to the Romanian shore and the other one to the Serbian one. We didn't go very deep into the upstream gallery, but we were curious if we would be able to cross the Danube to the Yugoslav shore. We started walking, but at one point the water got deeper and we turned back. Our parents later told us that tunnel had actually collapsed when the Danube was low. A ship had passed, destroying the upper part of the tunnel that flooded. The island and the fortress are the isolated spaces that people have most often imagined as places of happiness and tranquility. But on Adakale, we would probably never have the opportunity to go and see if that's true. You have been listening to The History Show. Let's now take a music break and listen to Ina and her head towards the sea. Și iubire, e, e, 
Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. At the end of last week, more precisely on Saturday, September 17th, a National Cleaning Day was organized. The volunteers, mobilized and coordinated by the Let's Do It Romania Association, set out, as they have done since 2010, to collect the waste abandoned in nature and to sanitize the areas where garbage was thrown. The action was organized simultaneously in 191 countries in a common mission, a world with less waste. Since 2010, more than 2 million volunteers have participated in the actions and projects developed and implemented by the Let's Do It Romania Association. People who have really contributed to a cleaner environment. The most active counties this year in terms of the number of volunteer registration points were Caras Severin, Hunedoara, Alba, Vulcea, Suceava, Bacău, Vrancea and Tulcea. The association Apusen Spirit has greened the Mokanitei Apusenilor area along the Kumpen Abrud route in Alba County. The students involved in cleaning the area moved into small cars and stopped in the places where it was necessary to clean the area. In the neighboring county Mures, not even the rain could stop the 150 volunteers, mostly high school students, from the greening action. In Turgumuresh, in the rain, the volunteers collected waste from the banks of the Muresh River, with which they filled a large sanitation truck. In 2020, the association launched an application through which any citizen can notify and report to the Let's Do It Romania Association the areas with waste that they encounter on the road. The application is called Trash Out and was developed by partners from the Let's Do It World community. After receiving reports from volunteers, the Let's Do It Romania Association turns them into reports to public authorities. After downloading the application on the mobile phone and creating an account, each citizen can report where the garbage area is and can take pictures that can be sent together with some information related to the types of waste found. This year, which has been rather difficult, Let's Do It Romania supported the Let's Do It Ukraine team with four shipments of 25 tons of non-perishable food, communication equipment, medicines, tents and food for animals, warm clothes, sleeping bags that were directed to Ukrainian citizens. You have been listening to Think Greener. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bills on the microphone with the latest from sports. Romanian tennis player Irina Begu on Sunday won the WTA 125 tournament in Bucharest, a competition with $115,000 in prize money. The Romanian obtained a two-set win, 6-3, 6-3, 
against the Hungarian challenger Reka Luka Gianni. The second-seeded Romanian, who is 41st in the WTA ranking, obtained a victory in two hours. The Hungarian challenger put up a balanced show in both sets, but the Romanian eventually won her second WTA tournament after the one in Palermo in July. Romania played Slovakia in an away Davis Cup competition this weekend. The hosts eventually obtained a 3-1 win in the World Group. The only Romanian win belonged to 19-year-old player Nicolas David Ionel. 283rd in the ATP ranking. On Friday, he secured a 6-7-7-5-6-4 win against Norbert Gombos. The other games were won by Slovakia, which has thus qualified for the competition's next stage. In the Champions League, Romanian women's handball side CSM Bucharest secured a 33-26 away win against Brest-Bretagne of France. The most effective Romanian player was Elisabeth Omorege, with six goals scored. After two legs, German side Bietigheim ranks first in the group, followed by Vipers Christiansand of Norway and CSM Bucharest, each with four points. Our handballers will next be playing the German side in Bucharest on Sunday. In Group B, in Bucharest, Romania's champions, Rapid, ended in a 32-all draw their match against French champions, Metz. Elisa Bucheski and Lorena Ostase proved to be the best Romanian scorers, each with five goals. Hungarian side Gyor tops the table with four points, followed by Metz and Rapid, each with three. Rapid Bucharest will be playing Kastamonu in Turkey on Sunday. Last weekend saw the matches of the 11th leg of Romania's Football Super League. On Friday, FC Voluntar secured a 1-0 home win against FC Ukraiova, while in Ploiești, southern Romania, Farul Constanța obtained a 3-1 win against local side Petrolul. On Saturday, Hermannstadt defeated UTA in Arad, western Romania. And that's all from our sports desk. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to All That Jazz with me, Elena Enakia. Today's edition features the late pianist Marius Pop, who this month would have turned 87. Let's listen to him first with a song that he composed in 1983, entitled Contiki. Performing are Marius Pop on the piano, Aline Constantiniou clarinet, Iwan Leonte trumpets, Eugen Gondi on drums, Iwan Katiani's flute, Eugen Tegu on bass, and Konstantin Petrescu percussion.
that jazz today with a song entitled The Ballad, composed by Marius Pop and performed by Marius Pop Band.
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to a fresh edition in our DX Mailbag series. I'm Ulgen Nasta. Once again, we go on a journey around the world, greeting listeners and friends, allowing you to compare how other listeners across the continents receive our programs. The first letter we're taking out of the box this week is that sent in by Reiki Hine. Our DX are based in the United States of America. Here's what he wrote. I'm getting back reception on 73-75 kilohertz and 95-50 kilohertz from 0-100 to 100 hours UTC with a simple of one all on both frequencies. I tried listening to an English program on September the 9th, 2022. Got nothing but a weak signal on both frequencies. I also tried listening to your English broadcast from 0-300 to 0-400 hours UTC and also got a weak signal on 73-75 kilohertz and 98-50 kilohertz with a simper of one all. I tried listening to your newsreel program, followed by your Sunday show segment. Could you please contact your technical director and try to correct this problem? Thanks. Bill Harms, our listener in Walworth, New York, the United States of America, tuned into our broadcast on September the 7th, 2022, from 2045 to 2056 hours UTC on 9740 kilohertz with a simple of 45444. Bill's receiving equipment is made of a RF space SDR IQ receiver with a 50 meter long wire antenna. Among other things, Bill listened to Society Today and Visit Romania, focusing on the Mary Cemetery in Sapunza. Visit Romania, among other things, dealt with man-made rapids, cycling and trekking, included in most tourist packages. Interview of Grigore Luzai, parish priest of the Romanian Orthodox parish of Sapunza, who said the area was beautiful. It is the world's highest wooden church, century-old trees, swamp preserve and other items. Toshio Shibata, living in Setagaya-ku, Tokyo in Japan, tuned in to Radio Romania's Village Antenna Channel on September the 8th, 2022. Mr. Shibata wrote the following, I quote, I am a Japanese listener. Could you please help me to have a QSL for Village Antenna, Antenna Satellor? I received the broadcast on 153 kHz as my first longwave station in Europe. You are listening to Radio Romania International. I wrote the report below, translated by Google from English, but Antenna Satellor may not know about QSL. So could you please send me a QSL on behalf of Radio Romania? Thank you very much for your help in advance. I will be very happy to have a QSL for long-way broadcast from Europe. In the past two years, I sent a few reception reports on your English program via web, form or via email, but there has been no reply. I guess your mailing or web system was not functioning properly. 
I hope the system is now back to normal, just like the society is now recovering from the crisis of COVID-19. Mr Martin Kitt, based in Winchester, the United Kingdom, tuned into our radio broadcast on September the 9th, 2022, from 1200 to 12.05 hours UTC, on a frequency of 15.130, transmitting in AM. Martin's rating for Radio Romania International signal quality was 5 all. Mr. Kit uses a RSP1A receiver with a generic antenna. Martin listens to our news in English. Mr. Simon Rod, also based in the United Kingdom, wrote that, we quote, he was back to our broadcast in Manchester. And to hear how greatly Romania feels about the loss of Ilibis of Elizabeth, our Queen. Mr. Richard Lemke, our time-honoured listener in St. Albert, Alberto in Canada, tuned into our radio station on August the 30th, 2022, from 0300 to 0352 hours UTC on 7375 and 9850 kHz. Richard listened to The History Show and The DX Mailbag. Mr. Lemke uses a JRC-NRD 535HF receiver, a universal shortwave radio, and random long wires in the tree's antenna. Richard listened, among other things in our broadcast, to cultural events, which gave details on the second International Artist Film Festival, street performers, book launch, acting, women directors and more details. Mr Lemke also listened to New Names on the Cover, written and produced by your host this week, Eugen Nasta. The instalment Richard tuned into focused on Young Literature Festival, Collection, Zone 9 Magazine, Playground Magazine, Marathon. Richard Lemke also tuned into our broadcast on September the 2nd, 2022, from 0300, to 0352 hours UTC. Richard listened to Inside Romania, Traveller's Guide, Generation 3.0. A special mention needs to be made. Richard also tuned in to In the Spotlight. We quote, This year as well, the festival featured major stars from the film industry, held over August the 26th and the 28th in Bucharest, the East European Comic Con featured panels with special guests starring in popular features or series, competitions, a Romania K-pop contest, autograph sessions and screenings. Guests could also attend various visual art and creative workshops, test video games, take photos with various cosplayers or live-scale statues and objects from various films and explore numerous other fun pastime activities. Guests include and talk to by Daniel, Brian McTavish and Paul Newman. 60-year-old Sakai Onozawa, living in Yokohama, Kanagawa in Japan, tuned into our Radio Romania International's broadcast in English on September the 10th, 2022, from 2200 to 22.56 hours UTC on 97.90 kHz. 
Mr. Onozawa's Sinbo rating for the signal of our broadcast was 3433. Our Japanese listener uses a Japan-made JRC NRD 545 receiver with a 1.5-meter external rod antenna. Tomasz Kotasz, based in Katowice, Poland, tuned into our radio station on September the 10th, 2022, at 17.47 hours UTC on 11.850 kHz in AM mode. Tomasz's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 5 all. The receiving equipment is made of a Texon S2000 plus MFG 1020C antenna tuner with an 18-meter-long wire antenna. Mr. Andrew Kuznetsov, based in Riga, Latvia, tuned into our broadcast in English on August 2, 2022, from 17.05 to 17.26 hours UTC on 11.850 kHz. Andrew's simple rating for the signal of our broadcast was 44544. Andrew's receiving equipment is made of a portable Grundig Yord Boy 400 receiver with a 75 meter long wire 20 meters above the ground antenna. Mr. Kuznetsov listened to the news bulletin in English. Well, folks, that's all we had time for in this week's edition of the DX Mailbag. Those of you who sent in their reception reports will receive a QSL card in the shortest time possible. Tune in again next week. Until then, from me, Eugen Nastaits, goodbye and all the best, 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Natalia Gliga is part of the so-called golden generation of traditional music vocalists in Romania. Here she is now at the microphone with a song from Central Romania. Și pe uliță pornea 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.